You're listening to The Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Susie Warren-Smith and for the next 30 minutes we're going to be talking all things drink. I have never seen my fellow presenter with such a smile on her face, like a kid. Jumping up and down. You're so excited, aren't you? So excited. Uh, if you could only see what's in front of us on the table. Yeah. So my fellow presenter, Jane Payton, who um, is one of the UK's leading experts on beer and cider. But we're not doing beer and cider, Jane. It's whiskey today. Yes, it is. But uh, not just any old whiskey, really. We've, we've got a whole mixture of English whiskies. And a Scottish whiskey. And a Scottish whiskey. So our expert on whiskey with us today is Annabelle Thomas. And Annabelle actually makes whiskey. Hers is a Scottish whiskey, which we're going to start with. And then I want her opinion on our English whiskies to see what she thinks about whether the English are, are heading towards making any decent whiskey. <laughs> You've got to be honest and not this the competition, Annabelle. <laughs> I will. Please. Yes, uh, we've got uh, five whiskies to taste today, which is why um, Jane has a big, massive smile on her face. <laughs> Whiskey has a certain romance to it, I would say. I agree. It's probably the spirit with the most romantic and heritage in a way. And people rhapsodise about whisky and worldwide. You don't rhapsodise about vodka, but people <laughs> rhapsodise about whisky. It's true, actually. Yeah. And... You but gin, gin has got an interesting history. Gin's got an amazing history. It's got a better history than any other alcoholic drink, oh, yeah, I think apart so from too. beer. But in terms of the person drinking the spirit, whiskey just has something so magical and so... You can't really it's describe it. It's a feeling that you get. It's, but it's something that when you drink whiskey, there's just... You can't describe it. It's magic. It is magic. We're well, going to taste the magic. I know we've got we? to taste the magic. So the reason why Annabelle is here, so that's Annabelle Thomas, Nook Nian, is that correct? That's entirely correct. It's entirely correct. Now, Annabelle, for whatever reason, decided to leave her job in London in 2013. And then she spent four years raising funds and actually built a distillery. Is that true? I did, From yeah. the ground up, you built a distillery. I did, yeah. So how, how did you know what to do? Um, is there a like YouTube how-to video on that one? <laughs> no, but there probably should be. Yeah. How many inquiries we get now? How do oh, you really? Distillery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, surround yourself with the right people. Yeah, that is important. And use common sense and be prepared to make mistakes along the way. You say that about anything, really. Let's yeah. face it. And and but particularly in the west coast of Scotland. Now, bear in mind we have got some English whiskies here. Uh, why, actually, especially if you were working in London, why set up in 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 Scotland? Well, the original inspiration for it is it's on my family's farm. Ah. So we had the location already, and a bit like you were just saying, you can't really be in Scotland without thinking about this beautiful romance of whiskey and. You know, so we're there overlooking the sea, and that was that was where the original idea came from. So, to me, when I sort of close my eyes and think about whiskey, I, I think of it's slightly dark and moody, and there's some mist blowing around, and there might be the odd sort of I don't know sprite or fairy or something, you know, or Gandalf or something. It's it feels is that what you mean by magical, Jane? It's got that sort of I don't know. No, for, for me, the magic is the fact that you make beer, basically, and then you distill it. But it's what happens in the barrel where the magic 
happens. So is that so three years? Is it three years and a day? Minimum three years and a day. Yeah. And I think you're exactly right. That's it. It's the maturation process. And what happens in this wooden cask, you can't really see what's going on. You go into these warehouses and there's hundreds, thousands of casks just sitting there waiting. And that is a, a and pretty it's, cool process. It's silent and you know what's secretive. going on. In, it's secretive and silent. And magical. And the wood becomes part of the spirit because otherwise, without that wood, we'd be drinking eau de vie. Mm. But it's the wood that, that adds the magic. And also the fact that they talk about the angel share, that when it evaporates out of the out of the cast, the spirit, it's called the angel share. So there's this supernatural connection with what happens in that barrel. So Annabelle, just explain to me how, how whiskey is actually made then. So, so it is like making beer with knobs on. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. <laughs> You should be sort a copywriter, Susie Warren-Smith. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> so good at that. But 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 basically it's beer to start with. It's beer to start with. So all single malt whiskey is made with malted barley. That's the only kind of grain ingredient we're allowed to use. And it starts very much like beer. So we take the malted barley, we mill it, i.e. crush it up. We add warm water and we extract sugar from the grain to make wort. We then add yeast and ferment it just like beer. And you get a strong beer, basically. And then we distill it twice in copper pot stills. It has to be twice distilled in copper pot stills in Scotland to be called whiskey. And you get a high-ish strength, but not very high strength alcohol, about 70%. And then you put it in casks. So not that different from gin, actually. So the difference with gin is that at that last stage, you have to use a column still and you have to get it to 96%. So basically neutral tasting spirit, whereas ours is a bit like eau de vie or schnapps. it retains the taste of the malted barley at the end. Yeah. It's actually delicious. It's called New Make Spirit. Yeah. Um, and it tastes really delicious and malty. But it's clear. Yeah, yeah. So up until that point, it's sort of the same as gin. So we we, we uh, went round the Dockyard uh, Distillery in Chatham and th- th- it sounds like it's all the same process until they start going into their, exactly. their huge, tall... Exactly. Uh, Whereas in, so it, instead of their huge, tall still, we yeah. just have a second copper still that does one more simple distillation rather than the column and hence um why uh whiskey's in inverted commas tastier because actually it's still got the malt it's still quite beery in many respects whereas actually what you're trying to do with gin is you're just trying to get it pure pure and pure and then you add the botanicals afterwards to give you your flavors whereas this is about bringing out the flavor of the base underneath it exactly and so for example we play around with lots of different yeasts because you can still taste the impact of that in the final spirit. Whereas if you were doing that with gin, it's, you know, all of that. It'll become something else out in a way. by the end. So, yeah, yeah. You, you, you started this um, uh, distillery. You're female. Well, yeah. that was a... <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even notice for the first few years until someone pointed it out and said... But you're a woman. I was like, yes. yeah, well spotted. <laughs> <laughs> They're um, like, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> and and there is a particular reason for the name. Then, so so instead of it being McNean, M C apostrophe N E A N, it's Nooknean. Now I've never heard of that. What is that? Is that a spelling mistake? No, it's not a spelling mistake. Although there are plenty of people that make that spelling mistake. Mm. <laughs> um, the name originally comes from an ancient Gallic goddess called Nishniohain, but that is a 13-letter Gallic word with more consonants than vowels. And so we decided to... It's not great it. for ordering or for website <laughs> URLs, is it? Exactly. I thank God <laughs> or for Scrabble. <laughs> www. Oh, no, I forgot that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
But nook is the female equivalent of muk. Nook means daughter of, muk means ah. son of, and Nishneohe means daughter of the divine or queen of spirits. Nook, I didn't realise that, so that's good. Okay, so we've got daughter of. So so not only is, is it's female-led business, uh, you've named it that as well, unashamedly so. Good for you. Also, with all due respect, the um, the bottle and the packaging is a bit girly, isn't it? Like slightly. Well, what, what I would say is, it's, I'm being a bit flippant there, but what I mean is it's it's quite soft and ethereal as opposed to this big, heavy, macho thing. Um, is that a deliberate? Not really. And actually none of the sort of genders, we've ended up, or I have ended up with a team that's mostly women and kind of really thinking about that gender aspect of the industry, but it's not something I ever really started out to no. do. Uh, but I think... That's the whole point about diversity. If you have different people in the business, you think in different ways. So we, for our bottle design, we didn't approach a traditional whiskey branding agency. We actually went to an agency that have done a lot of work in trucks and fashion. And this is where we got to. So we kind of didn't start with any of those preconceptions. And that's been kind of our approach to the whole thing. Yeah. But the the whiskey industry is really keen to get more women drinking whiskey. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But to do that, you don't need to have pink whiskey. No, you don't need to you pinkify have, it. You don't need very to condescending. It, you need to have more women mm. working as distillers like you are, Annabelle, and running distilleries, whiskey distilleries, and for it not to be a big deal. Exactly. That it's exactly. just natural and normal. And the fact that you've got the Queen of Spirits as your your deity. I love exactly. that. Mm. So so you started making um, this, this whiskey. Um, explain to me the sort of taste profile and, and also in particular your, your commitment to sustainability. As well, part the, of it. The taste profile, one of the things that I wanted to do with Nick Nian and the reason I started it is because it felt to me like the whiskey industry is very traditional and that's some of the magic we were talking about earlier. But there's also a place for some some distilleries to be a bit more forward-looking and a bit more focused on things like sustainability. And I felt like no one was doing that. And I thought that was really important to bring the next generation of drinkers into whiskey rather than it just being something that old men, frankly, drink. So from a sustainability point of view, I wanted to try and make the whole production process as sustainable as possible from beginning to end. So we use 100% organic Scottish barley. We all, The whole distillery is fueled by renewable energy. We have a commercial forest on site, so we use that. It's kind of a totally local source of energy, which is the right thing to do, I think, when you're thinking about sustainability. We have a closed loop water system. So distilleries use a lot of water to cool the stills down um, and it's closed loop natural system. So I a giant pond um, and our bottle is 100% recycled clear glass, which was also a first. And that reduces the carbon footprint of every bottle by about 40%. And and that's important to you from, from a personal perspective. Yes. But also if we're going to get younger drinkers into there, they're going to be actually asking those questions, aren't exactly. they? And I felt so when this was originally a family idea, it was on my family's farm. And I did some research on Isla and did lots of distillery tours all in a row. And I was, I, it was all, sustainability was always really important to me personally. And none of them were talking about it. And I just thought this, you know, that can't be right. And actually the chance to start something that and really showcase what can be done from a sustainability point of view is, has been brilliant. And we were the first distillery to get to net zero for our own operations. And hopefully that's inspired lots of the rest of the industry to take action. I do think it's interesting with the, um, you know, the sort of fuel crisis and stuff that's going on and the prices that are going through the roof. So it might be turning a few more people's attention to being sustainable for other reasons, you know, but, but we should be 
looking at energy security, but also, uh, you know, sustainable. Absolutely. And it's interesting. You think, I mean, I think back to the conversations I was having in 2013, 2014, when we were raising money and we ended up investing half a million pounds in this biomass boiler, which is an enormous amount, you know, it's Mm. five times what we'd have had to pay for an oil boiler. But it seemed to me to be the right thing to do. But a lot of investors were saying, well, really, that's an awful lot of money. You know, it's, you know, you've got to spend four million quid building the distillery. Do you really need an extra half a million quid on a biomass boiler? And well, we ended up taking on the investors that thought that that was the right thing to do. But actually, it was the right thing morally to do. But actually, now it's turned out to be the right thing commercially as well. Absolutely. Should we have a taste then? Oh, yes. Right. So tell me, uh, so we've got a beautiful colour here. Um, I've got neat. It's the classic whiskey colour, sort of golden, lovely. Tell me what you're, what I should be smelling. So one of the things that I wanted to do was to get this younger generation into whiskey. And to do that, I wanted to create something lovely and light and fruity and drinkable. So we're tasting it neat. It's also amazing with soda and ice, which, because I think sometimes neat alcohol can be a bit off-putting to some people. Um, But we are totally relaxed about how you drink it. So we create a very light and fruity spirit. Smells absolutely delicious. It doesn't smell just of alcohol, which some no. do. And that's all in the way we produce the spirit rather than the barrels. There's always been a very, in Scotch, there's always been an emphasis on what barrels you've put it in. But actually, yes, the barrels are important. But to me, the spirit's the interesting bit. Um so yeah, very light and fruity spirit. And then it's matured for three or four years in a combination of STR casks, which we'll come on and talk about a bit more, and ex-bourbon barrels. So that, um, to me, in, in terms of smelling, I'm going to actually hand over to the drinks expert. The smell is not what you would expect. It's much more complex. Really complex. I get a lot of sherbet on the nose with that. But what you also get is you don't get that burning spirit. That's what I was trying to explain. Not very well. Yeah, it doesn't just smell of alcohol. No, because sometimes, you know, rough spirits can just like and just hit you in the nose and that doesn't. And then when you taste it, you get the burn of the alcohol and it tingles your lips, but it's not intense. It's just smooth and it's drinkable. I've had it neat and gorgeous. I've just had I've, it neat. And I've now just I'm just one drop of water. Me too. My dad was a whiskey drinker. Yeah. And we'd go to the pub and I said, you want a whiskey, dad? And uh, he said, oh, yeah, just just a drop of water. No need to drown it. And when I started in alcohol professionally, just one drop of water in whiskey just changes it Completely. so dramatically. And so many people say... Oh, no, you can't have water in, you know, malt whiskey. It's some divine thing that you're not allowed to. Yes, you do, because actually that's what suddenly releases the flavours. Mm. Um, would you agree with that? Sam? I would agree. Mm. I, I also just think a lot of these Tiny. myths around scotch are completely ridiculous. There's no reason that you can't have water or ice or whatever what you else you want. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. So I absolutely adore this. And it's not because you're sitting opposite me and glaring at me. Um, I really like it. It's it's um, it's fruity to me and it's a drinkable drink as opposed to I've just finished dinner. I want a big slug of alcohol. A, you could drink that any time. Oh, just sip, sipping it. As you know, I like to um, taste the spirit. So I don't like mixes with my, my spirits. I have a little glass of water, a little drop of water or ice if I was drinking gin, neat gin with ice. That just so sippable and gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. So I've got a whole bottle of that, mm. but I'm afraid I'm taking that home. You're not having it. No, right. normally I'm, you I'm sn- coming round to you. Yeah, normally you snaffle stuff, but I'm taking that one home. I really, really like that. Yes, I'm going um, to become your Airbnb guest <laughs> okay. permanently until okay. we've drunk that bottle. Now, 
the other ones we're going to taste next are English. Have you got a problem with the English making whiskey? Definitely not. <laughs> Do you think? I think it's going to be a thing. It, I think or, they're going to embrace it. it I mean, is a thing. If you really look at how uh, you, you know in England in particular, there's amazing gin brands that this will be the next big thing. And I think I, I know the problem is it's going to take at least three years before it's ready. Whereas with gin, it can be ready in a week. Um, but I do, I can see the English taking it and really playing around with it, mm. actually. And I, I, I'm a great admirer of, of, of Scottish malt whiskey. Please don't think I'm not. But I think they'll do something different with it. Because they won't have those those rules, those regulations, because it's not going to be... Well, it, well you, you, know, you, you haven't Scotch got to worry... To be yeah, and you haven't got to worry about messing around with, with an amazing historic legacy mm. that you don't want to... Uh, tarnish. Mm. There isn't a, a historic legacy, so you can act, you're free, I guess, to, to play around with it. And it might come that the whiskey's different, actually, yeah, very well, different. And it literally will, because th- so, for example, Scotch can only mid- be matured in oak casks. England is not under that no. jurisdiction. So you could have tequila casks or, or no, rum now casks. We, or... we can now have tequila casks. Can Scotland you? Well. And rum casks, as long as they're made of oak. Yeah. Oh. But these guys could, English distilleries could use chestnut. Oh. And in fact, many of them are. Oh, interesting. So, but, it's all, but there's two sides to that. There's So we are, sometimes we feel very constrained by the rules. But on the other hand, it kind of guarantees the quality. Yeah. And yeah. the you know, the English distillers at the moment are going through that journey of what should our rules be? You know, we've also got to kind of protect the quality of English whiskey. And yeah. so they're on that journey as is well. Is there a body for English whiskey the same way as there is with Scotch whiskey? There is, I believe, although obviously not as kind of entrenched and well established yet. But yes, there is. And I think they're trying to establish those kind of boundaries for the spirit as well. So we also need more Coopers then, don't we, to be making barrels. Mm. But if the English whiskey is going to be like, oh, let's try chest. No, let's try pine, let's try willow or whatever. We need coopers and cooper, coopering is a dying, a dying yeah, but skill. The thing for me is economics is always, if there's a gap, somebody will come and fill it. So it'll get filled. Now, Filey Bay. I, I believe you know about um, Filey Bay Animal, a, a wonderful family who, who actually grow I know that their own barley, barley isn't it and, and which is really quite unusual. So they're on a farm. They've been there for generations. They've got their own barley and they're using their own barley in, you know, in Yorkshire and starting to make some some whiskey. Now, what's your, your thoughts on Filey Bay? We didn't mention, but three to four years old, which is what these whiskies are, is pretty young for whiskey. Yeah. And to make a great whis- young whiskey, you have to make a great spirit. You can't cut any corners. You've got to be focused on brilliant flavour and very pure spirit. And these guys will take the same approach to that. And this first one we're trying, I believe, is the STR cask. It is the STR cask and they were in red wine casks. Exactly. So STR means shaved, toasted and recharred and is the kind of charring process that happens to the barrel. And STR casks are generally always made with red wine casks. And this was the kind of special invention, if you like, of this master distiller, Jim Swan, that we both shared. So this is a pure STR cask whiskey. So yours to me is 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 a bit lighter. That doesn't mean to say it doesn't have the strength. It's still you know forty six percent and everything. This um, it, it is um, it's a bit more toasted oak. It's a, it's mm-hmm. it's a bit 
more, I don't know the word to use. Well, what would you I use? Would say, I mean, you, you get a, a more of a sense of this, the burn of the spirit. Yes. There, but quite spicy as well. Yes. Oh, and this yeah. is very familiar to me because obviously I know the STR cast that make up our whiskey very well. And you can, the spiciness that you get in our whiskey, which is a bit more muted because we've also got ex-bourbon barrels in there that don't have that spiciness, but you can feel the same flavour. It's good though, isn't it? Here. It's very good, yeah. It's very good indeed. I quite like that neat, actually. Mm. Whereas yours, I think, is really sippable. You know, a, a multi-occasion whiskey, I would say. Um, I really, really like that. Uh, next one, uh, again, so we're going to taste three Filey Bays because the lovely Jenny, who's part of the fantastic family who are running uh, Spirit of Yorkshire. We've now got the, the flagship. This, again, is using 100% of their homegrown barley and this is their flagship single malt whiskey. On the nose, it, what's really interesting for me, it's a much lighter colour. Much lighter. The mm. SDR casks give a lot of colour because of this charring that they've been through. So Ooh, I well. guess this has no STR or very little STR in it. No, it doesn't. And and the, the, the thing that I think is really interesting with this is it's definitely got that honey, mm. um, slightly sweeter. Much sweeter, isn't it? Re yeah, that's, that is definitely my taste profile though. Quite like that. Yeah, so it definitely got that like, slight honey profile. Mm, I very say. sweet and delicious, isn't it? Mm, that is. A bit of creamy, slightly fruity. Again, I don't think I'd even add any water to that particularly. Also a bit of licorice. I was just getting yeah. licorice, actually. Mm. Yes, just right at the end. Yeah. Because I've, I've added water now, so it's slightly changed the, the flavour profile. I'm I mean, actually really enjoying all of these, I have to say, so far. Now, the next one we've got is... Um, Moscatel finish. Now, I adore a dessert wine. I adore vermouth. You know, that's my sort of taste profile. I'm really excited about this. Again, I know that all of these are beautifully made, but it is sort of what fits your, your taste profile. Annabelle, can you, um, it's only because I want to drink and not talk. Can you just give us a little rundown on that, what you're thinking? Mm. Well, indeed. Beautiful colour. Lovely and sweet. Mm, really and sweet. I think, yeah, one of my favourite things is dessert wines as well. We did a... Um, one in Tokai barrels for exactly the Ooh, same yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. This one, yeah, you can really... Um, that is it's gorgeous. It's also got a lot of um, body to it. It kind of coats your mouth. Mm, um, Marmalady. Mm. It has. Very it's good. got a more unctuous uh, mouthfeel to it, hasn't it? Mm. So yeah. this has actually been in two lots of barrels. Mm. Started mm. life in bourbon, mm. then went into Moscatel at the end. And the Moscatel itself will have given it some of its that mouthfeel. And we found the same with the Tokai barrels, very kind yeah. of velvety. Mm. Oh, I'm really struggling to say what my, my favourite is. And I think it's because they're, they're all nice for different occasions, really. Mm. The, the other thing with Filey Bay uh, um, and Spirits Yorkshire is they don't make anything else. They just make whiskey. Um, and they intend to stay uh, with that because they just want to be experts at that. And they don't want, they don't want to you know, get diverted. And I think it's because they're growing their own barley. Um, so that I can just see them getting better and better and better at what they do, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm. they're doing a great job. Yeah, really All great job. Fantastic. Filey Bay, so F-I-L-E-Y. Right, last one, East London Liquor Company. Now, you know a little bit about this company. They sell all sorts of different things, not just whiskey, of course. Yes, but I haven't ever tasted any of the spirits before. I'm, you know, I've heard about them, heard good so the, things. Yeah, so they're quite a funky uh, company. If you go on their website, there's a whole range of stuff that they, that, that they actually sell. But they also do this East London single malt. So I bought this one. Um, it's slightly different, slightly darker in colour. Jane... Your thoughts? She's smelling it. 
I'm going to describe. She sometimes forgets she's on the radio and that she needs to speak. I do. It's more intense, isn't it? It's more of a... I would say Punch. that's more of a... It's punchy and I would say that's more of a... Depending on your, your taste um, preferences, a, whis- a whiskey to put with cocktails. Yeah. If you find that a bit full on... Put, oh, I don't like that. a mixer with it. I smell. The smell's interesting. It's mm. quite cigary, and there's a bit of sort of oatmeal-y, biscuity, you know. But actually, it's. Um, I would imagine if you like a big punch, knock you between the eyes. This is the one for you. Exactly. I'd also say it's probably got some new oak or virgin oak or something in there. It's got that full-on oakiness. Malted barley from Norfolk, apparently. There you go. But you didn't know that, did you? I did not. Bit, yeah, spicy, peppery, Leaves you know, cigar all that sort of thing. Yeah. If you love that sort of hit, mm. uh, that's the thing. Right, let's so see what it does think with the Sichuan pepper. Yeah, mm. definitely. Can I have a bit of water on that? I'll, yeah. I'll just try because I think I'd. it might be different. With That's opened that up completely. That's such a difference. Oh, that yeah. one drop, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it doesn't mute any of the flavours at all, but what it does, it makes it less punchy. Mm. And a bit more subtle. Sippable. Mm. Mm. Yes. So my favourite is the Nian. If Me I too. was, if Me I too. was, um, not just because Annabelle's here, but no. Definitely. Well, we don't care whether you're here or not. Yeah. It's not generally what we're bothered about, is it? <laughs> I I love that because I think I could drink it almost for any occasion. Probably not breakfast, but and I think you can have it neat. But actually, it's, I would wouldn't mind that with some soda. I have to say. I'd have it neat or just with... You have everything off. neat, though, I to do. be honest. I do. Other than that, because of my personal taste profile, I love the Filey Bay Muscatel finish, but for a different reason and for a different occasion, I think. Yeah, I'm with you. I love I love sweet whiskies. Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, but I think if you want a punchy, spicy, uh, not sweet, uh, knock you between the eyes, East London Single Malt is the one for you. It's not some old man's drink and it all tastes the same. I mean, just tasting the... I mean, there's loads more to... to and we haven't even got any smoky ones or any of that sort of here. Um, the taste range can be as wide as wine, can't it, really? I couldn't agree more. And there is always a whiskey or a way of drinking whiskey out there for everyone. you just got to find it. Yeah, definitely. Well, Annabelle Thomas, thank you so much for uh, coming and supplying me with a bottle of Nian, uh, which is really good. Thanks again. Call out to the Filey Bay... Uh, guys, uh, so that's the spirit of Yorkshire. Um, great family and really, really good whiskey, which is just going to get better and better. Very proud of you to be English. But um, thank you very much. And it's a it's a really interesting thing. I think this is going to be a very, very vibrant sector of, 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 the, of the spirit scene, don't you, Jane? And I expect Definitely. to see more of that going on. Yeah. Uh, now when you go into bars, there's about 50 gins to choose from, which I'm getting a bit bored by, I have to tell you. Um, so I'd like to see a bit more of this going on. This is more of a drinker's drink, I think, whiskey, isn't it? Because there's so much to discover in the glass and to think about, whereas drinker's gin drink. often just hits you on the nose, doesn't it? Yes. Without, you know, mm. not subtle. There's mm. a lot of subtlety in this sort of... Um... So before we uh, finish, Annabelle, uh, where can we get your whiskey? Uh, just online? Uh, or... Online, but we're also in any good independent spirits retailer. Right, so that's Nian. We'll have links on the website, NC apostrophe n-e-a-n we're going to use nook instead of muck from now on mm-hmm. whoever i meet <laughs> uh, you've been listening to the food talk show we're syndicated to radio stations across the uk and further afield 
Uh, thank you so much um, for coming all the way and supplying us with this booze, Annabelle. Uh, thank you, Jane. That was great fun, wasn't oh, it? You, you love it when it's drink, it, don't you? It. Um, you can get us on Audible, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes and the podcast app on your phone. If you want to recommend any future guests, someone doing something amazing, just like the Nooknean Bunch, uh, please get in touch with us on hello at foodtalk.co.uk. And don't forget, we've got hundreds of podcasts going back the last six years, every week for the last six years, on topics from everything on foodtalk.co.uk. I hope you have a good week. Bye-bye. <laughs>